You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, 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 and after much too long, welcome back to Fly on the Call. I appreciate all the messages of understanding and support I got when I announced my unexpected hiatus, and I'm so fucking happy to be back. Today's guest is Elise Falturo, who's been releasing consistently great bedroom emo pop under the name Pronoun for the last five years. The current pinnacle of this is her most recent EP, Oh My God I Made It, which brings her signature lush sound to new heights. I've been calling it Bedroom 80s Arena Rock, because that's how huge it sounds. With song titles like, I wanna die but I can't, cause I gotta keep living, and lyrics like, cause I'm broken all the time, yeah half the time I'm feeling fine, it'll get you dancing while leaving you saying, damn, same. We're talking all about the EP, the process, the feelings, and more, and why I think it's a really great comeback episode. And don't you fret, there's plenty more flying the call coming your way. To make up for my absence and celebrate the show as we head towards the two-year anniversary, I'm going to be releasing a new episode every weekday for the next two weeks, leading up to episode 100 with a brand new theme song that I'm so excited to share. Find the Call isn't going anywhere, and neither should you, so stick around for my conversation with Pronoun. There's like that, an obvious outward change between everything that came before and OMG, I made it with the switch from, you know, all lowercase little p to all caps pronoun. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. What, what kind of brought about that change? I think it was just like a funny thing where I saw everyone was using it all lowercase. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to go all uppercase then <laughs> and do that. Um, and then I don't know, like uh, it, a lot of my start, just a lot of my stuff just starts out with an idea like that, even like album titles and stuff. Like I'll show you stronger was like me just like sillily, if that's even a word, like yelling it at a friend. And then I was like, oh, hey, that could be a cool album, album title. And when I was like, you know what, I'm going all uppercase. I was like, actually, that's pretty fitting for like the record and stuff. Um, so, yeah. And now it, now that it's happened, I'm like, oh, this is so right. I'm glad that this all worked out so well. Very lucky. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's also interesting to me that the title of the EP is OMG, I Made It, but because you've basically been a solo artist your entire career. So like right. things in the last you know year and a half haven't changed as much for you as they have for some of your peers. Um, I'm curious, like kind of how things have changed for you. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty drastic. Like, I mean, the same ways that everyone's been kind of changed where it's like, yeah, you, there is no normal life anymore or what you what you associated as normal life anymore. I mean, for me, I like I live in Brooklyn and I was going out like probably too much, honestly. <laughs> but I would go out like every night, whether I would go to probably shows like four times a week, maybe five. You know, I work uh, by day at the Orchard as a label manager. So like, 
you know, I'm always going into an office and meetings with people on phone calls. Uh, like, you know, our company has like probably 400 people now in the New York office, so, you know, being constantly surrounded by people and energy and what everyone's doing. And then, you know, overnight, literally, like literally, at least in New York overnight, like it all stopped. Like we left March 12th, half day. They were like, actually, I think everyone should go home and starting the following Monday, we're not going to go to the office for two weeks. And I haven't been back, <laughs> you know, it's been yeah. over, as most people haven't. So, um, so that was, that's been a huge, huge change. Um, and I think there's different phases of it for everybody. Like, I mean, I was on Cape Cod for the first three months at my dad's, um, which was nice, but, you know, looking back, it felt more like a vacation. And then all of a sudden it started being like, no, this is real life. Like, you know, the new things started getting boring and, or, or annoying. And you're like, I don't like, I don't know. I don't like working from home. So I guess good changes. I moved, I moved still in Brooklyn, but I moved in with my sister, which has been great. And I have an apartment I love. We have a little back backyard area that we can have friends over in. So that's been nice. But yeah, I guess just that and, you know, not being able to play shows and see live music as much as I, I mean, at all. And you know, when it was something that was, that was so, so much of a part of my life was just literally like the grind and hustle of New York, which like I miss, but I feel like now that things are going back to normal, it's like, all right, let's do things a little differently. Like you shouldn't feel like running on empty, like just running around like work show, like bar, like staying up till 2am and making music and like doing it all over again. Like, you know, maybe you do take a step back and take time to yourself and maybe do watch some television every once in a while. I, I never, ever would watch television. So, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess that's the roundabout perhaps. And like that kind of, that all like sudden vacuum of like, you know, musical experiences, how did that kind of, you know, affect the writing process for OMG I Made It? Um, well, it's called Oh My God, I Made It, but now I realize that it <laughs> looks like OMG, I Made It. But I still like that it's just the the syllable, or the, the letters. <laughs> um, I mean, not com- too much. Like, I actually wrote the two singles that are out now, I Want to Die When I Can't, and I'm right back in it. I wrote those before the quarantine. And I, I think I was probably aiming to make another album. So this had already been kind of finished. Like I'm right back in, it was already getting mixed and it was just to have stuff to have. We were supposed to play some shows literally the night this all shut down with uh, Future Teens and Proper. I know, what the, what a amazing lineup. <laughs> I know, I know. Literally we were in the car um, driving to Jersey and Amy from Future Teens called me and was like, the sound guy says this isn't happening. And I was like, that sounds about right. <laughs> like I'm in New York right now and everyone's on fire, so. But I digress. Yeah, so I was going to play those sh- those songs live as well. Not much has changed, I guess, in my writing process for the most part because um, I do it alone all the time. I guess you know. Um, if anything, I feel like I'm writing a little less these days because the last thing I want to do when I'm like sitting in my apartment all day working my day job is like move into my room and like try to make something. And I'm also very inspired by what's going on outside, like going out and seeing all these seeing people and seeing artists and like being you know out and about in New York City and Brooklyn like really inspires me in a lot of ways that's been a little tough but yeah every once in a while like uh, uh, half of the time I wrote on Cape Cod that was the first that was the first song I wrote in quarantine and but that was still like not really even about what was going on 
it was just like I was creating another song and and I, I heard a new song that inspired me and I wanted to make something. And uh, the other two I wrote in Brooklyn also, but I feel like, it, you know, maybe it did have a lot to do with it because maybe, you know, I had time to really sit down and start dissecting myself and what I wasn't happy about like internally or like at least like be con more conscious of those thoughts because I had the time. Um, but that's definitely an afterthought that we're having in this conversation. Like I, I didn't really realize that until <laughs> this opened up. So um so yeah <laughs> yeah that, that's funny what you said about kind of like drawing in a lot from the external experiences because I feel like for a while I'm like you know the late 90s early 2000s it's like there's kind of like a stereotype of like oh band's second or third album is like their tour album you know all about touring and like don't really have the option to have that right now <laughs> right exactly <laughs> um I feel like there's been like a handful of times I've seen you kind of like mix between poking fun of yourself and taking pride in the fact that some of your songs are like kind of musically more simple, like, you know, one or two chords even. I'm curious kind of like what your process is like for building the kind of like lush sounds that you do, because I feel like that's such an important part of the music as well. Oh, thank you. I mean, I think most of it, I do a lot of looping because I wouldn't like consider myself like an instrumentalist, a singer, like, I don't really consider myself a producer, like any of these things. But again, like now looking back, it's like, well, you kind of are because you're literally making this all by yourself in your room. So like, but like, you know, when I'm recording parts and coming up with ideas too, it's like, I do a lot of looping because I make a lot of mistakes and I'm impatient and I work really quickly. So I feel like a lot of the songs end up with this kind of baseline of like the same thing like because I'm just looping every four bars or whatever. And then I'm just adding things on top of it, which is kind of how, when I first started recording, like there's no one new around you, my first DP, like that was the first, like my first experience, like really like making music again. I hadn't for a really long time. And I would just layer, I thought I didn't know what I was doing. I probably, I mean, I don't think anyone knows what they're doing, but I would just keep layering and layering and layering. So I do it with my vocals, I do it with my guitars until I liked how they sounded because I don't, maybe I was insecure about them, I guess. Or I, I don't even know if I got that far. I think I was just like, I wanna make this right now. I don't like that. I'm just gonna put something on top of it, put something on top of it, put something on top of it until I'm like, I like how this sounds. But now I think it's carried through to all the other music that I've been making. But yeah, I mean, I do remember when I was making, I wanna die, but I can't. I played this one chord and I, you know, I looped it and copy and pasted it ever like forever. I usually just like be like repeat a hundred bars, just to, like have something there. And then I go through when I'm writing a bridge or writing a chorus or whatever, and like change from there. I'm like, okay, where do I want it to go now? And I think I had everything for I want to die and didn't know what to do with guitar. And I looped this guitar chord and I was like, I'm just leaving this. Like, this is going to be one chord. And I guess it's technically not one chord because like the bass line is changing and stuff. Like when I'm playing that live, I'm literally just going to be vamping on one chord, like a bar chord, like a, the entire time. So yeah, I feel like there's a lot of like progressions that I, I feel like the, honestly, the entire EP is pretty much the same chord chords <laughs> like I was doing like broken down versions like acoustic versions um you know just to, like have stuff to post and yeah like going through them all because I haven't played them live I was like oh these are like pretty much all the same <laughs> like the exact I must really like this progression and I mean I feel like something that kind of especially stands out on this release to me is kind of like the the rhythm in your voice I feel like it's you know very rhythmic in the way that it's like almost 
you know, a, an extra instrumental track in a way, uh, uh, you know, in addition to its own thing. Um, I'm curious how that kind of like became part of your style. That's a good point. I mean, I always kind of think back to, I think a lot of the artists that I have liked for a long time are like Third Eye Blind or something like the 1975. They're always, I think I've always been like drawn to vocalists that use their, use their voice in a very rhythmic way. And I guess that's also why I like would, like you said, like you can consider it another instrument. Like I don't really consider what I'm doing and it's like singing. Like I'm never scared about singing or being like, oh, what if I don't hit this note? Like, I think I'm just so focused on like, ah, I'm playing guitar left. Like, I hope I don't mess up the guitar. I don't have time to get to the voice, but that would be like my only guess is like a lot of my influences, my my entire life kind of have have that in them, I guess. And like use that as an additional instrument more so than just like singing on top of something. For sure. Yeah. I, it always, as a fan, it always makes it feel so good when it's like, there's like that crazy fast delivery and then it's like, you're singing it along and get it all the way right the whole time. And it's like, hell yeah, I nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, I mean, this is kind of like, I feel like the sound is kind of bigger than, you know, all of the past pronoun stuff. Um, and almost kind of like pushing the, the boundaries of bedroom pop. <laughs> I'm curious, like, what is that kind of drive for you to continuously like be kind of like pushing your sound? I don't know. I think like I'm mostly just like walking through. I feel like most of my music is I make for myself to make myself feel better, I think. So like it kind of progresses through like what I'm going through at the time. Like I feel like there's no new around you was very like this is my first EP. I first time like really making music and I'm very very sad. Like I'm sad. I'm I feel hopeful, but you know, I went through a bad breakup. I'm heartbroken, but I know that it's going to be okay and um you know, I kind of just have to talk this through and it's mostly like me talking myself through it I think and then when you get to I'll show you stronger it's like now I'm ang- like that's when I started getting angry it's like you know after that phase of like when and being like wait a second this was messed up this was messed up I didn't even think about this part and you kind of not obsess over that but you just start being like you know seeing things the see without that cloud of sadness you can kind of start seeing things that make you ang- might make you angry or at least did for me so I feel like that's when I kind of brought it more into like a more alternative realm and less like bedroomy, like indie, like indie rock kind of thing. And I don't really know how I ended up to where I am now, honestly. I haven't even like thought about it, but I, I do think it sounds bigger. I think it sounds, which is crazy too, because like we, like I recorded it all here in my bedroom and some of, I think four of the tracks have live drums and like my drummer, Chris, like recorded it like in a garage in LA, you know, like, and there's a couple of songs like that have some cool bass lines that um, I had my bassist Ronnie come in and actually do correctly. Cause I can't, like, I like coming up with things, but I'm like, I can't play this the way I want it to sound. Um, and I have like a simple idea where like he can kind of take it somewhere else. But yeah. And then he's just recording it in his, in his bedroom, like in a DI and stuff. And it's, it's really cool how it came out because I feel like it sounds it sounds like it didn't but I also think that's what makes it it will hopefully make it like stand out and like something you can't really put your put your finger on but really it's like oh you like try you made try to make like a bigger arena type sound in a bedroom like it's always gonna sound 
different, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I mean, it definitely sounds like that's, you know, the process of this EP is something that you wouldn't have been able to do like when uh, the first EP came out or something. Um, I'm curious, like, what are some of the major kind of like changes in your workflow that you've noticed, you know, from release to release that have kind of like led to the workflow being the way it is now? Um, honestly, nothing, which kind of sucks. <laughs> like when I get in the zone, like I get in a zone and, um, but like, I feel like all, every time I was, I've been finishing music, I've been lucky enough to have a label that's interested in, that loves it and is like interested in releasing it to help me get to those final stages where they're like, okay, like, well, then I need the files by this day. And it's like, oh, okay. Like I will carve out, like that happened with this DP where I was like, all right, I'm taking a week off work and I'm going to, and, and that'll be it. And, and I'm going to finish it. And if it, I don't like how it sounds like too bad because you've been working on it for a year, like passively working on it for a year. It's like, I've probably been working on it for like two weeks total. And it's just like me, like two hours like once a month, like being like drunk, like, oh, I'll go like do this again. It's like, no, like, and if you're not happy with it, then you should have been more disciplined. So, so, but I do find also when I like finish things, I'm like, look, that was so easy. Like, you know what, next time it will be different. And then it just never is. <laughs> like, it's like always the same, like this is never done, but also like not the obsessiveness I feel like of other artists where it's like, you're just constantly working on it. Like, oh no, it needs something else. And it's like, no, step away, it's done. It's like, I'm like just, I'm like the opposite. I'm like, I don't feel like doing this anymore. I feel like the moment I start making it, it's like, there's like five hours where it all comes together and then it's done. Like I will go listen back to it and re-record some parts, but like for the most part it's done. And, and I have a lot of songs that I've started that like I've been in that moment and then have never finished. Cause I'm like, I don't know how to, I don't know what to write. Like I was so in the moment, I don't know how to get back to that moment where I was writing this or whatever. And it's kind of like, I guess I'll wait, <laughs> wait until I am and be like, Oh wait, yes, I, this would be good here and come back to it. So yeah. And I also think like at least recording myself, like the more you like, literally it's like practicing. It's like the more you do it, the more comfortable you are around it. And when I take breaks where I don't do it for a while, it's like, I have to re not relearn. It's just like, not everything is like, go, go, go. Like I can create things really quickly. It's like, Oh, right. Like I have to make a track for this or whatever. Most time, most of the times I open pro tools when I'm like, that's it. I know what I want to do. Sit down and do it. My pro tools won't work. It's like classic. Like every, I'm sure it happens to everyone, but like, Every time it's just like some glitchy thing where the app won't open or the output's wrong or the, I, everything looks right and nothing's coming through the speakers and um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely can uh, relate to what you're saying. Like shouts to the people who can give like concrete goals that are reasonable and uh -huh. get you to meet them. <laughs> exactly. It's always like vinyl deadlines or you know what? It used to be tours. Uh -huh. Like... It used to be like I wrote out the EP for like two years and yeah, actually it's always been before this like show opportunities where like I had the EP, kind of started slowing down. I got a booking agent and we did some cool like cool gigs, like not full on tours. And then and then I booked a tour to South by and I realized I don't have any new music out. Like I'm going to go. I already played South by. I played South by with this EP. What do you mean you're going again? Like you're going to play the same songs again? And that's what helped me finish Run, which is the first single off the album where I was like, I need to put something new out. I don't even, I loved the song, but I was like, I think no one's going to like this. I think I'm shooting myself in the foot, but it's the song that's closest to done. And like, we have to finish something. 
And then, yeah, and, and then when like touring opportunities start running out, it's like, okay, like let's get it together. Cause I, I love playing and I love going out and doing that. And you know, it's a competitive space. It's like, I can't like, there's only so long where if you don't have any new music out, like that someone's gonna be like, oh yeah, let's, let's, let's bring them out, you know? And, and for the listeners, obviously too, I just like want it to be like really good. So I like, on the like fan wise, I'm like, I'd rather just like wait and like make it something I'm proud of. But then also it's good to have those external things that like help you finish it. And yeah, dis- I guess it's not self-discipline because it's external, but like help you get it done. For sure. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, this whole EP, but you know, especially songs like I want to die, but I can't. And half the time they're kind of like, sound like this dreamy existential crisis set to music. Um, Yes. Can you talk a little bit about kind of like your headspace when writing and recording it versus like kind of how you view the songs now? Yeah, I think like, well, the biggest difference I guess is I mean I made these to like calm myself down when I am like beating myself up and it was like oh this will be good like I can listen to this when I'm feeling that way and it will make me feel better but yeah now that they're done and it's like they're coming out I'm like I never do that (laughs) like and I'm like I like don't like listen to myself I like listening to the songs but like I forget like to listen to the lyrics and stuff and like where like go back to where I was when I was making it so that's that's been interesting and and you going back and like trying to like talk about what the tracks are about it's like I feel like I feel like I almost feel like that like the 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 lyrics are like what the songs literally what the songs are about for the most part like I don't know what else to say on top of it but um but yeah like I had to do one for half of the time yesterday and I was it took me a second to be like what is this about like there's so much in it but I feel like the whole EP is kind of about the same thing and it's half of the time I'm like that was that's about how like when you're in a bad place you like forget you were ever in a good place like you forget that half the time you're feeling okay um I don't know a lot of it's like kind of some back and forth of like like I'm right back in it where it's like it starts off being like yo calm down and the chorus is like no and then it's like no come on come come on calm down and then no I don't want to calm down and um yeah, I don't know. It's definitely definitely interesting. I hope people like it. Yeah, and um, like, what do you hope that people kind of like get out of it? Like, do you hope that they have that kind of that experience that you want to have out of it, ideally for yourself, where they're like kind of able to listen to it and you know feel more in the zone? Yeah, I definitely want like. Well, I want people to just listen to it and enjoy it, hopefully. But then also, because I don't want to say I want people to be able to relate, because it's not a fun feeling you know, like, being anxious, like, wanting to die, and, like, feeling like you can't, because you have to keep, you know, like, all these things, I'm like, well, well, I don't want people to feel that way, but I hope that the people that are out there that do, that might feel that way, like, can hear it, and be like, I'm not the only one, you know, or be like, this perfectly encapsulates it, and also, if not, it's like, you can just listen to the songs, because they're very upbeat and dancing, like, I feel like, sometimes I send them to people and people are like, oh my God, this is so fun. And I'm like, oh, like you're literally just like to like just vibing. You're not really like listening closely and on the lyrics and stuff. And everyone listens to music differently. Yeah. It's funny you said that because one of the things that I have written down is kind of like that. I love the the cognitive dissonance of like the dark lyrics versus, you know, kind of more lush and bright sounds. Um, right. What is it that kind of like draws you in that direction? I, don't know um 
again, I think it might just, might just be like a lot of the bands that I like listening to. Like I mostly like listening to upbeat, like music syncopated, like rhythmic pop, like stuff for the most part. Um, and also like people that I listen to and I'm like, oh, you're, you're in it. And like, you're being honest and you sound like a real person. And, but I don't really know how it all gets, it, it ends up that, I think also because when I'm making it, I'm really amped. Because I'm like, oh, I have an idea and I'm really excited and I'm working really fast. And I think it's just like that energy and I guess also like anxiety where it's just like, oh, go, go, go. And like, I want to have fun while I'm making it rather than like, I guess also like when I'm making it, I'm usually like addressing sad thoughts. So I'm like, I don't want to sit and like just play sad guitar and listen to like my sad guitar. Like I, I want to like have fun with it, I suppose. For sure. And how does that um, that kind of spark of inspiration, how does that translate to like the live show? Ooh, I can't even remember live shows. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, live shows are hard for me because I, I do, I play, it's just the three of us. It's a drummer and a bassist and I'm playing guitar and singing. And as you can probably guess, like, it's hard to get it to translate live in ways with vocally because it's so fast. Like when I go to go learn the songs for the first time, like some of them are like, hey, I can't, I can't actually sing this. <laughs> like, I, I can't sing all of it. Like there's no, there there's no space to breathe. Like I never record my songs and like do a whole vocal take of the whole song. It's usually like I go verse, then I record chorus vocals or whatever. And it's not till after the fact where I'm trying to put together a live show that I'm like, you can't actually do this like you're gonna have to sit down with Ronnie my bassist well like he's not a vocalist but, like he'll do like stuff in the background and like late like you know double me and stuff but I think that's hard and then also like my anxiety about like playing being the only guitarist because I don't consider myself a guitarist like that was that was a rough one and it's the past tours we've done always like a hard thing for me to get past because I'm always just like what if I mess up? Like I'm the oldie one and like, I can't really bury it anywhere. And, and also like I'm singing and playing guitar and like dancing around on a bunch of pedals, which I'm like, I don't even know what pedals do. Like, and so it's like, I got to hit this one here, but then I have to turn the boost off on this one at this exact time where I'm like cutting off the solo and then have to do my vulnerable vocal thing. And it's like, it's literally like, I don't know, like dance, dance revolution, like, but all, everywhere, it's like with your fingers and your feet and your voice, which I probably sound ridiculous where it's like, literally you play guitar and sing, like, that's what people do. Like people do it all the time live. Like, but um, it's definitely like interest. It's, it's interesting for me for sure. The, the guys are so solid. Like we all went to school together and they're amazing, amazing, amazing players play with like tons of bands um, here and in California and stuff um so they're like the rocks like that helped me like be like all right that's fine I don't have to worry about that all I have to worry about is what I have to do yeah that's definitely a little bit of a weight off your shoulders <laughs> yeah like even some of the new tracks I'm like oh and then I can like do this dance thing or I'll sound the alarms I was like oh I'll get a I'll get a megaphone and I'll do the sound of the alarm saying how fun and it's like no you're playing guitar what are you gonna do like put the guitar down pick up a megaphone do this part quickly, then put the microphone and like pick up the guitar and like do a solo. Like it's that's impossible. So I think uh, it's 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 definitely interesting, but it's it's fun to figure out how to make it work. And like once it gets like locked in and stuff, it's great because then 
you know, and the more I do it too, like the more um, I know it will get there. Whereas before I'm like, I'll never be able to do this. And it, then I'll be playing like a song that was really hard for me at the beginning and be like, no, you can do this with your eyes closed now. Like, it'll be fine. You just have to like practice and like take some L's every once in a while and fuck up. Oh, I don't know if I can swear. Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it definitely goes back to those, those concrete goals. <laughs> exactly. Nice. Oh, and I, I know you mentioned a couple of times, you know, your work within the music industry, you know, at the Orchard and um, through Sleepwell Records. And I'm just curious kind of like how that influences your work as pronoun or if you kind of try to keep those two more separate. Actually, it's funny you bring that up, too, because I forgot that a lot of a lot of the frustrations in this EP, I think was also feeding from frustrations in the music industry, which I literally just forgot until you said that. And I think I have a lot of songs about that too, where I was just very unhappy with, you know, everything is constantly changing, but, you know, feeling like seeing amazing artists, like not be able to, not be able to break through or seeing things randomly explode. And then on top of it, it's like, like streaming companies aren't paying that much to like, everyone's looking for a data story or, or your social following. And like it, at some points, like earlier on, it was like making me feel like, what the hell? Like, I thought like, where's like, are people even listening to the music? Like, and, and I think I've like, not, I guess overcome, but like, I think I'm a lot more comfortable with it now. And I think being working from home and having the world closed for a second and kind of feel closer to my coworkers than ever. I really miss them. But like, I feel like us all going through the same thing together and like watching each other just still absolutely kill it. Like while we're all in this weird place has been like super inspiring. Um, So yeah, but it is, it's difficult like wearing both and many hats, but you know, the longer I do it, like the more, the easier it gets and like the more, you know, understanding I can be, that's like, you know what, you can do everything right and no one can hear it. Like, and that's just, that's how art works. Like, unfortunately, like there were so many bands in the nineties before the internet existed that you've never heard of. Like they couldn't make a career. It's, it's been happening forever to, to art in general. It's always like, and unfortunately, obviously, but I think like having, being able to take that step back and like, and being in it for longer, you know, I've worked at the Orchard for seven years. It's been longer than I even had pronoun. I feel extremely fortunate that I get to be like at the forefront of any change that ends up happening and watching things evolve. Um, and that can be inspiring in a new way. I think I just went through a rough patch too, where I was just frustrated and angry and I wanted to yell about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like you were saying about those, uh, about bands kind of like not being able to find just not finding the audience no matter what they do right it's like it's a lot definitely a lot easier nowadays like if there is a niche that's gonna be into you you'll have an easier time finding it but it is definitely still it feels like screaming into the void a lot of the time for sure exactly it's like streaming services aren't paying well enough but then also like I know that oh, I would, I don't even know, I don't know a percentage, I would say 50%, maybe more. A lot of them discovered it through like a Discover Weekly or some sort of thing, you know? Um, and like, it, it's important, but it gets scary too, like where it's like, hopefully it doesn't go too far into devaluing the music. But I think like the tools and stuff and being able to like, I guess I also always thought of like artists being like, you make the art and then you give it off to the other people and like, they help make it happen. You don't have to worry about that. Um, which can be great. And then, but in some places be really horrible where it's like, you know, what if you get dropped from your label, you have no idea what you're doing. 
Um, you can't, you haven't been that involved. And, and before like all this technology has arrived, like there wasn't really anything you could do. Like now you can go into your Spotify for artists, you can go into Apple for artists. There's a bunch of artist tools and like actually see like where are people listening and what, where are they listening from and how many playlists have like person, like you can see in Spotify for artists, like the names of like per people's playlists that they just add your songs to. There's some really hilarious ones. You know, you can see all these, all these things now um, and you are in more control, but I feel like it's very much like you build it and people come and building it is hard and risky and and very expensive for the most part, you know? And and has zero, zero pay, like zero guarantee, remotely making your money back, you know? Which again, and that, that maybe shouldn't be the focus anyway, because it's like, no, I, I just want to make music. I want to make art. I want people to hear it. But, you know, at the same time, it gets old. Like, I, I'm, and again, I'm fortunate enough, like, I have this day job that I enjoy and like have had for seven years. That's like an irrelevant thing that I find interesting. Um, but yeah, what a nightmare. It's kind of all over the place. <laughs> I have a lot of opinions on it. No, you're good. You're good. Um, and I feel like that segues pretty well into my, uh, what's always my final question, which is just uh, asking for a piece of advice or something you've been thinking about. Uh, it could be music related or it could be life philosophy, whatever kind of has been on your mind that you want to share. Oy. I don't even know. Um, I guess, yeah, going easy on yourself and being patient, like, and I don't know, I feel like I'm, I'm at a point in my career, you know, I went, I went to a music school and I'm watching, you know, all my friends are, we're starting to get into our late 20s, early 30s, and kind of, you know, realizing like life did not pan out the way we thought at all, like, you know, um, and some things are great and some things aren't where they, where you want them to be in your personal life and stuff. And I think, um, being patient with that, like, I, I have very hard, pro I have a very hard time, like taking myself out. Like I'm prone as it even says, I think in my EP is like, I'm just like prone to like beating myself up, like being like, you are worthless and like, you aren't talented. And it's like imposter syndrome, which I feel like everyone has, but when you're in it and when you're thinking it, like no one has it, but you, and like, I think being able to. I've been trying to take myself out of it to see the good things that are going on and that are around me, um, which is hard. And like, you have to like actually make an effort to do it. Ah, feels so good to say it again, but we did it. Another super fun episode discussing some of my favorite music is in the bag. Thanks so much to Elise for taking the time to talk. Be sure to check out Pronoun and Oh My God, I Made It, which is without a doubt one of my top few releases of this year. It's out now on Wax Bodega, who are also killing it lately. I've missed y'all so much, and I can't wait to check back in with you tomorrow. Flying the Call is brought to you by Sound Talent Media. A special thank you as always to the alternative for helping promote the show, Kaylin West of Tiny Stills for the theme song, and Michaela Jane for the artwork. You can keep up to date by subscribing to the podcast and following the show on Twitter and Instagram at FlyingTheCallPod. Feel free to email any questions, comments, or other feedback to me at FlyingTheCallPod at gmail.com. It's good to be back. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. 
Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.